everyone, welcome back to the Ignite podcast. My name is Renee Huang, I'm the founder of Wild Women Tribe and your host of Ignite podcast uh, in partnership with Park City TV, who's our media sponsor. The podcast has evolved into this um, time of sitting down with two women in the community who are doing inspirational things and talking about topics that really matter. So I'm really excited today to dive into the idea of your happiness toolkit. Um, the things that you can do in your everyday and day-to-day to curate the feeling that you want to bring into your life. Um, I'm excited to uh, welcome Jill Johnson from The Paint Mixer and also Tess Armiston. Is that? Tessa Arneson. Arneson from Mavenstrong. Um, these are two women who have been doing amazing work in the community. Tessa, basically, you curate community connection and help women find their purpose. And Jill is an art therapist. Yep. yep. And you own the locations of the paint mixer, which yes. are amazing experiences for women and men and kids to come together through art. Yep. Yeah, so welcome. I'm Thank excited you. to Thanks talk for about having us. happiness and what we can do to really like bring that feeling more into our day to day. Um, it's interesting, like bringing two women together who don't know each other has been this magical experience because once you really strip away the things that are like the chit chat that we tend mm -hmm. to go to and dive into something that really matters, I find the most beautiful conversations can come to light. Um, happiness. Let's talk about what do you even perceive in that word? What is, what is the role of happiness or how you perceive that in your life? It's about feeling a little bit in control of your emotions. Mm. Uh, and I'm not saying in control of your life because I don't necessarily believe in that, but just that. having <laughs> a, um, a purpose that feels conscious and, and owning it, even when the sadness might come up, but also um, being able to, for the most part, creating a happy feeling overall in your life. That's how I define it. I love that. Yeah, it was interesting because for me growing up, like my parents were both immigrants from China and you know, they had a lot of struggle and sacrifice to come over to North America. And I honestly like happiness was not really something that they talked about, talked about or mm -hmm. it wasn't even let's like you get good grades, <laughs> you know, you're a nice person, you kind of go to a good college, you marry like a, a great person as well. And but happiness, like it was not really Secondary. something. Secondary. Totally. Yeah. So like this is a new concept for me as a grown up. What about you, Jill? You know, it's interesting because it's really evolved for me. Yeah. Um, I think happiness, I kind of run on happy. Mm -hmm. It's kind of my general disposition. Mm -hmm. Even my resting face is a smile, which <laughs> is good and bad. I mean, it's a good thing. And then it also is deceiving because um, mm. people will just perceive that it's always just so. But I feel like it really was a conscious effort when I was younger because okay. I felt like I was going through like that awkward there's awkward redhead stage. I don't know if you guys know about this, but it happens to a lot of redheads. And and I just realized like if I could just smile and just be someone that was fun and fun loving, mm. I could kind of temper those times where I felt off. So happiness was like your default. Yep, it was my okay. default. And but then, also your mask. Yes, it was okay. also my mask. And so now I'm finding like for me, happiness is really presence. Um, and just being able to hold space and being in the moment where I feel like I start to spin out of 
that word, and I feel like that word has a lot of connotations to it. Yeah. Um, but when I spin out of equilibrium, which would mean unhappiness, is when I'm too far forward or too far in, in the past. So I find that when I'm present, I just feel a sense of calm mm. that could be equated to happiness, um, to a bunch of different emotions. But I do feel more, you know, just balanced um, if I can stay right here versus if I'm trying to race the next thing. I, I, can, I know when I'm in trouble when I'm starting to play Tetris, I call it my mind, and I'm trying yeah. to put things together and make it all make sense. And like you said, with it, I can't really control it, but I can try to be aware of what's happening within me. Yeah. And that's really like an ounce of control in the situation. Yeah. So that gives me a little more sense of calm. So Jill talked about how she was when she was younger. Were you always kind of aware of your emotions and like deliberate? I've always or? been a big feeler, mm. for sure, whether it was uh, really sad or really mm. happy. And so my um, struggles surrounding depression and anxiety really helped me. Um, I came to these these lessons much earlier than, than some people because I always felt it. I, mm -hmm. I had a lot of um, sadness early on in my um, late teens, early 20s, that I had to develop some other tools that would really help me deal with it because I, I didn't know what else to do. So it was either figure out how to get happy or, or um, really change the tra trajectory. So that for me, um, I had to, I, I'm a generally happy person. I'm, I'm lucky as well. But I also have this underside that I think a lot of people don't talk about. If you are have some depression, have some anxiety, mm -hmm. you can be you actually can be both. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. You don't have to be either or. I'm a depressed person. I can also be a happy person yes. yeah. with some underside mm -hmm. of depression, anxiety. So that really um, caused me to really push into how can I move the needle on my happiness meter, I guess, mm -hmm. when I am uh, running a little low, mm -hmm. and how can I move it to um, the opposite, so. Well, and I think feeling, you know, being able to feel, like you said, but I think there's this idea that we have to push it all away yeah. to be happy. Mm. And I think for me personally, and what I've witnessed with others going through a lot of different things is having to feel it. Um, when we're masking it, when we're pushing it away, it's, it's like pointing the needle straight at it. No matter where we turn our compass, it's going to that direct north because we're either avoiding it or we're putting too much energy on it or something is drawing us towards it. So I do feel like there's a need to acknowledge when things are off, a need to feel when things are right. off, and then, and then come through it in a different understanding. I like to see it like as an ascending spiral. I, I feel like I go through the same lessons over and over, mm -hmm. but each time I'm like, oh, that's a little more, I'm like, I thought I got that one. <laughs> I really thought I got it that time. Do I have to learn it again? And then I go through it and then I'm like, oh, I have a little more perspective. It's just broadened my horizon. I have much more compassion than I did before. Well, it's like traveling, right? When you go yeah. back to a place that's familiar, you're like, oh, I know this place. Mm -hmm. Right, and if we can think of our emotions as like those places that we visit, and we're like slowly learning to become at ease with them, mm -hmm. and like take away the shame and judgment or whatever. Like you're saying, the word happiness even is kind of sticky. Yeah. Right, because it like implies 
that there's nothing else. Yes. Right, or that you should be happy yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Like I love diving into that because it's like, well, it's just a feeling. Yeah. Right. And then I love what you said, Tessa, about like your emotions are just there. They're not your identity they're not right it's like something you're feeling yeah exactly. and then you'll feel something else tomorrow yep. and like you might feel happy now but you might feel sad tomorrow and you might feel angry or frustrated and it's mm -hmm. okay that's not who you are and just being a like you said just going back to that awareness piece yeah. of just noticing and uh, giving that emotion space so what whether it's shame whether it's fear whether it's anxiety whatever it is it's just is is being able to have a conversation with with that small um, part of you and letting it uh, I had a great mentor that said why don't you ask it for tea and I mm -hmm. was like I don't want to ask yes. shame for tea mm -hmm. no thanks yeah. mm -hmm. I'm gonna keep that you know 18 year old girl uh, in the corner and I don't want to actually talk to her but as soon as mm -hmm. I actually joined her for tea yeah which I, I think it just makes it a little lighter um, and asked her what she actually needed. All she really needed to be was heard. Mm -hmm. So now that she's allowed to, <laughs> to come into the house more often, it's not as scary, right? So you take away some of yeah. that fear, kind of what you said, where you like every time you relearn that lesson, yeah. you it's a little softer. Yep. Yeah, so you're still relearning the lesson, but it, it doesn't feel as, as big. So mm -hmm. even um, when I have to look at that, like that shame that comes up or whatever it is, it, it's like okay I know you and and if I acknowledge her or acknowledge that feeling mm -hmm. it's just a little less it's, it's less sticky mm -hmm. doesn't yeah. take it away mm -hmm. um, unfortunately or fortunately and um, it just it just allows it to be which I think is so hard mm -hmm. but also so uh, it's a it's less it takes away the fear when you look at it but it's like learning anything new, right? You're yeah. teaching yourself a skill, like, oh, that makes me uncomfortable. You know, it's human nature to kind of, then I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that, you mm -hmm. know? And one of the things with Wild Women Tribe is like, we kind of take people into discomfort, but say like, it's safe, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. It's just, it's uncomfortable because it's like something that you can process through and come out the other side, like in an even better place. So discomfort is almost like a cue for, hey, there's work to be done, yeah. right? And mm -hmm. it might be scary, but good. Like you're safe, mm -hmm. you create like the structure for feeling okay in that discomfort and then you kind of like navigate through and like make a little bit of progress yeah. and then revisit that place you know come back to that journey and, yeah. and make a little more I think that big piece of like having the container mm. for things to be able to be vulnerable and to be open you know when you were talking about that taking them to tea mm -hmm. a lot of times when I work with my clients that have been through different forms of trauma whether it be sexual trauma PTSD we do we we're creating artwork but we're not processing or defining what it is. We're talking to it. So at the end, we're usually doing a witness writing where we have a conversation with the art, and it gets us into that subconscious space of understanding. So it's more intuitive. Mm. So we're not yeah. trying to just like you don't have to define say, it. Yeah, like mm -hmm. oh well, see, I'm not so good at this, but but, but. but we get into the space of oh, this is what it's trying to tell. This is what's trying to bubble mm -hmm. up versus me trying to make meaning out of it. Yeah, or add a judgment to it, right? Yeah. Like mm -hmm. I, um, watching it as a movie, yeah. you know, and mm -hmm. you being just a just a bystander and not having to reach out and, and add a judgment to it exactly. or add a uh, an additional feeling to it or that is bad, so I can't, you know, cannot. It's just, oh, that's that's interesting. Yeah. N nice, nice scene, yeah. right? <laughs> well, and, and it'll pass. Yeah, and yeah. the playfulness of it, when we get into a space of playing into it, 
it loosens it. So mm -hmm. the impact of it is not so heavy, it's not so intense, it's not so fixed. Yeah. And you don't feel like you're in cement anymore. There's a little bit more flow and mm. move movement, whereas before it's a fixated it's point. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Because you don't know what to do with it. Yep. Right. So then you're just kind of in panic mode almost and like I have to address it, I have to change it. Fix it. Yep. Right. We get in our heads, right? And that's just like a place that we go to because I think as humans, like we just want to think our way through it. Yes, yeah, well, right? and, and it's that fight or flight. And, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, and you said something interesting, Jill, about um, like a safe space. Mm -hmm. Can you guys talk a little bit about like how you do that for yourself or maybe even with like your loved ones and your friends and family? Yeah, I mean, for me, like, um, I feel like it's presence. Mm. Like the minute you're fully, like when I am fully there, it, I can tell it feels safe. When I'm when I'm able to sit like with a client or a group and just witness without the judgment, which is like open compassion, it's safe. Mm -hmm. um, if I'm trying to put my ideas on it, I can feel the minute that it mm. shifts out of safe. It all of a sudden it has weight to it. So for me, it's just really being present and making sure that when the space, when people walk in, they can feel that, mm. you know. And it's hard to give it. Um, a lot of like how to's yeah. <laughs> but I just know I mean when I I can feel it when I know somebody's there in the moment or already somewhere else or, right, or if the cell phone's around yes. and they're like rustling around and not making eye contact yes. or yeah yeah all of that you know I think it's that what about you for for me in our studio we talk a lot about creating with with staff and also with with clients that come in is making sure that the space is a safe space and a brave space. Mm -hmm. So uh, safe comes first before yeah. necessarily someone can be brave, so, sort of that uncomfortability so that you're mm -hmm. talking about. So um, really, we just keep talking about it. It's plastered on our walls. Mm -hmm. We continually start a class and say, hey, car wash, you came through that door. This hour is all about you. Mm -hmm. Be selfish, be here, be connected to your breath be in your heart, be in your bodies. I want you to feel the things. And you know, if you, if you fall down, which we ask people to do, we, I want you to, to push your limits mm. because if you know them in a safe space, yeah. it's a way easier to do it in a space outside so that true. might not be that container that yep. we, can, mm -hmm. we can control, right? In my studio, I know it's very safe. I know instructors are going to say the right things. I know they're going to, tr you know, treat people the way they need to be treated in times of, you know, people walk in with, with big, heavy suitcases yes. with them, right? And we don't know what they're walking in with. So mm -hmm. I'm, I'm very certain that that space is really safe. And if you can be brave there, it makes a hell of a lot easier to be brave outside mm -hmm. of a safe space that's not necessarily guaranteed safe, right? We don't know when yep. we walk outside. Uh, who's going to be coming at us, what we're going to have to deal yep. with. And we can do all we can to sort of, okay, uh, I'm going to decline that call until I find out what's going on there, or I'm not going to answer that email until I get a little more centered, yep. whatever it is. But we, don't, we can't all, always ha be ready for that, right? Mm -hmm. And we don't, we don't necessarily want to be. So um, the idea being be brave when you are in a safe space so you can also be brave when you're not necessarily in a safe space. Yeah, it's beautifully said, because when I'm in the studio, that's exactly what it is. It's being able to create. So they're coming up, and there's a, a moment of vulnerability of just like, what do I do? And 
And you want that, especially if you've been through a traumatic experience, there's this mistrust of yeah. you, you yeah. Know, your of own your self, own self like and not, not hearing your voice yeah. and being a little scared. And so to have those little moments in spaces that are safe so that when you are in the world, you can tap back into it. It's almost like having like a touchstone that you can reach back to. I love the touchstone. You know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And yeah. it's like, well, we were talking, Jill, earlier about kind of like the science behind things like emotions, right? Yes. And how um, we really like brain synapses. I'm not a scientist, but like the things that you think um, are kind of hardwired into you. And so your brain will just flow to those things more naturally, but you can really create new neural pathways yes. by creating habits of thought, mm -hmm. which then allow those thoughts to flow more easily, easily. right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's really just biology and chemistry, right? Yeah, and I think noticing, for me, I, I was just, we were talking earlier, and I said there was a moment yesterday where something happened, and I felt this contraction, and I can feel it physically. I feel my heart just, it feels like someone yeah. just goes, doo -doo -doo -doo, and everything just tightens. And I was like, oh man, I was just triggered. And okay, so now what? I could go into full calling a couple people and be like, OMG, da 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 da, you know? Mm -hmm. Or I can slow it down for a minute and just be like, okay, why is this triggering me? And what can I do with this? Do I need to take everyone down? Do I need to go home and take my family down? I could have easily mm -hmm. gone home and instead I was like, I like made a salt bath and poured a thing of whiskey and like <laughs> sat down. I was like, okay, just breathe. It's gonna be another day tomorrow. Mm -hmm. But I mean, before I think I would have gone Reactive. down a habitual thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. But so, how do you get there? Because like, I love that. I love that Noticing. you were so aware. Noticing. But how did you notice? So how I, did you even like get I to the point to, where it was slowly but surely like um, I felt I really spiraled when I bought the business. Because there were a lot of things Fear. that, yeah, weren't that I did not know about, um, that Most suddenly things. were there. <laughs> yeah. So all of a sudden, what we thought, what I thought I got, was not what we got. And then finding out all these things, and it does. It put me in a place of like total fear. Self doubt. I've never been so afraid. Mm -hmm. And then living in fear brings all that adrenaline and. Mm. Um, I got really sick. I had like the anxiety, all that stuff that comes with it to such a point that I had to either find some ways. I had to use the tools that I've always worked with um, myself, but really in a new way, um, or maybe not be here. You know, like it was getting extreme. I was getting very sick. So it was places of just noticing. And the first thing I could do is notice when I got sick. What, what, why was I that sick? Hmm. Sometimes it was because, yeah, I caught something. A lot of times it was because something else was going on and I was not dealing with it. And, um, and then just noticing, for me, I can feel it in my chest. I can feel my stomach tighten. So noticing that, just the physical sensations, and then starting to notice what they're attached to, what the triggers are, and then taking myself out of situations. Like, do I need to go into that situation? Do I need to walk into that when I know it triggers me? Like, why am I walking into it over mm. and over and over again? And slowly just unpacking that. Um, and just bunt hits, like it's not a grand slam. I think there's part of me that wants to just like figure it out, 
tomorrow. And I was like, or right now, and really realizing that it's just little steps. It, it doesn't happen overnight. But you're like making those little pathways. Little, little pathways. Little, yeah. It's like the awareness, which comes more easy. Yep. Each time. I imagine like mm -hmm. these little fairies with yeah. like brooms <laughs> just like dusting away. Like, come on, get it totally. Just little small they're things. Working slow. Working yeah. slow, but yeah. they're getting there. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. What about you? Was there well, like moments or, mo you know, how yeah, you so, noticed? Well, so many, so many moments, but um, something to add on to, to why it's so easy for us to get stuck in some of those negative mm. thoughts is because we no longer as humans have to survive. Yeah. We are out of that mode. We don't live in a wartime, we don't live having to forage for food, all sorts of things that we used to have to do. Yeah. So now when something negative comes up, it's it's almost like in hardwired in our brains to attach to that. And it's interesting when you realize how many positive things you have and how easy it is to just negate all of those yeah. and hang out with this negative Nancy over here. And I when I, when I realized that, oh, it's, it's hardwired into me, that sort of helped me just it, stutter step a little bit yeah. or question, um, putting a, a question mark or, a, or, um, or not believing every negative self thought. Because mm -hmm. I used to believe, I don't, this is silly, but of course I did because everybody does. I used to be, believe every thought to be truth. Yeah. And in reality, they're all neutral until you assign them to believe, yeah. to, to have a belief behind them. So they all were true, right? Yeah. So negative, positive, neutral, everything was true. And when I started putting question marks behind the negative ones of uh, why you, you don't know what the hell you're doing, trying to you know build this business, yeah. trying to build this block, trying to manage this many people, what are you doing? So as soon as I started putting question marks, or asking a question back to it and saying, you know, why not me? Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. um, and it doesn't, it's not foolproof. Like you said, it's like yeah. sometimes a bunt hit, you know, yeah, it's, totally. it's good <laughs> enough. <laughs> but um, the question mark <laughs> and not believing this can be true and then really nailing down into routine for me and stripping away um, all excess. I'm actually, uh, was just speaking to a friend on my way up and I'm a little over uh, toasted right now hmm. and I it doesn't it sort of happens slowly right where you don't realize it and then all of a sudden you realize it and yeah. you're like oh, okay what do I do mm -hmm. in those moments and for me I peel back commitments I peel back work a little bit and I'm really routine on sleep on um, I eat pretty clean I strip strip back alcohol because for me it's uh, causes some depression and um, I really put my fitness pretty high up mm. and then I throw some other mud. I meditate, I yep. journal, which journaling for me, I don't necessarily do every day, but if I'm if I'm um, overcooked, like like I'm starting to feel right now, that is a place that I lean into. Mm. And then I up my therapy yep. <laughs> because mm -hmm. I need, I like you have to build your support team. Yep. Mm -hmm. And the first thing that I want to do uh, is just isolate yep. because I'm like, no one's gonna wanna hang out with me when I'm this, mm. you know, when I'm sad or when I'm feeling this way. So I I don't want to bring anyone else down or I don't want to let my staff down or I don't want to let my business partner down or I don't want to let my husband down. Um, so I just isolate mm -hmm. and I kind of just am quiet and then um, that's not really helping me get out of it either. So, mm -hmm. so those things of noticing, like yep. you said, in your belly, in your breath, um, 
and then and then building your support team around it or your the, the toolbox is yep. how we refer to it is um, my go-to and it it not all the things work all the time yep. you have to throw a ton of mud um, to make that happen like yep. fitness running might not work yeah. so then yeah. okay then what else do you do that day and you might not fix it that day again yeah. bunt mm -hmm. hit like some yeah. days you strike out yeah. like and it is what it is but you it's that it's it's about progression not yeah. perfection you know it like is. tiny and little being, bit yeah gentle. and there isn't one yeah. way and gentle yeah. like I always say I hit it with like 10 different things I don't know which one worked yeah you totally but I just don't. know that I came towards it with a lot of stuff and I I think the support and knowing who I love how you say your tribe but like knowing who can see you mm -hmm. you know I it's I know that certain people expect happy jilly and then mm -hmm. I know those yeah, yeah. that can same, really same, same. hold when that's not so mm -hmm. true and and being okay with that being okay that everyone's a little different and not yeah. everyone has to serve you the same way right. being gentle with yourself and everyone yeah right and, yeah, yeah I can't say that enough like yeah. with happiness like be gentle just be gentle like just be so kind to yourself like we're all just stumbling in this crazy crazy world and just know that everyone is and just be okay with when you fall and when things aren't okay um, because it just comes around, you know? Well, and I love... Um, <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. But I love uh, the way the conversation is about emotions in general and how, you know, we all feel them and we don't have to assess so much um, value onto yeah. them or mm -hmm. like strive for that untouchable feeling that we're not in right now it's just it's okay yeah you know? like just be where be. you are mm -hmm. yes and it's not and a duality yeah. we get so caught in yeah, either or yeah. either or and, and it is like a myriad <laughs> like yeah. I am like right now that made me like emotional so I felt the tears right. but yet I'm joyful but yet I still have a little bit of stress like it's all this mix it's not one thing yes right yeah. we're not yeah two-dimensional no no we're not so multi-dimensional yeah which we're, we know, but I think there is that habit from the fr fight and flight, mm -hmm. you know, hardwire in us to pick one. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, it's impossible not to, right? Yeah. And then yeah. it's, it's that, it's you being able to just stop, just a, it's a little like stutter step, a little stop of just, oh, notice. Yeah. yeah. It's this just that awareness. It's, it's, it's the people are always um, coming into our space looking for change and they always say I don't I don't know how to change and it's always from noticing and awareness and as soon as you do that it just feels a little less uh, scary yeah right yeah well and even with my kids like I'll talk about do you like how you're feeling right now you know are you feeling angry are you feeling frustration if do you, if you don't like that then like give yourself the power to think a different thought mm -hmm. you know and I think like a lot of times we get swept along in these feelings and yeah, just feel like we have to feel way. the yeah. feeling yeah. Um, but if we realize, like, oh, my brain is this beautiful thing that I can train to really think the thoughts and lead me to the feelings that I want to have, then how amazing and cool is that, yeah. right? So I find myself in that exercise as a mom, yeah. just kind of saying, well, if you don't like it, then think something else. And those are com this is what's so cool about our generation. Mm. In the one coming up is mm. like we're being curious around that. Like these yeah. were conversations that I never had. Yes. With my mom, right. you know, uh, you know, yeah. like there were like little tiny like top layer, like, are you feeling sad? You know, like, but there was no 
how, how do we go about changing that? Mm -hmm. How do we go about recognizing that? You know, that, so your kids, my kids, mm -hmm. kids, people you're affecting in your therapy, like they're getting tools that we didn't even touch until, I mean, yeah. I didn't, certainly didn't consider this until, you know, 20, late, mid 20s to yep. late 20s to early 30s yeah. where I was finally like, enough is enough. Mm. Let, what can I do differently? Yeah. Imagine growing up with it, you know, as I'm talking to my two-year-old and she's angry at me and I'm talking through something with her in such a different way than, than our parents did mm -hmm. for us. It's yeah. gonna be a game changer for them. What are they gonna do with that? Yeah, you know, it's interesting because I was skiing, um, you know, at a young age, I, you had, I was seeing that I was getting kind of tied up in the gate because I was really good when people succeeded, when others succeeded, but when I succeeded, I was much better loser because I just wanted support. And it was mm -hmm. that same thing of questioning like, well, why me? Why am I doing well, you know? Uh -huh. And so learning visualization was a really big thing when I was younger. And that really opened up a whole pathway. And I think mm. so many times it's athletics that get younger kids open to the power of thought. Mm -hmm. But then now it's like, well, how do we get that stillness? Because everyone's in such a fast mode. Yeah. Everyone's trying, I mean, just even like the posting, the, the likes, the dislikes, all of it, we're in a comment culture now. Yeah. So finding stillness and how to cultivate that um, so that when those thoughts come in in that big swift mm -hmm. flowing motion how do we find a, a sense of calm in it so that we can see them and not be them so what would your like number one tool in your happiness toolkit in your emotional toolkit be right now honestly i throw all the mud so yeah. i couldn't name mm. name one it's it's all of those things mm. that i listed cuz sometimes one day one works and yeah. sometimes another works sometimes if I start a run and I don't have it in me, I, I stop and I sit my butt down and watch the grass blow in the wind. And mm. for me, that that um, is, a, is a huge tool, but uh, the adaptability, but mm. also the routine. So yeah. it's like being a little, again, gentleness, flexibility, but having a routine or a, to or a toolbox that you're like, oh, that didn't work, let's grab another. Mm -hmm. So that's probably, it's not, it's not a it's not a one answer yeah. because it for me it started with sweating and and like you yeah, said sports for like yeah. a, a big thing for a lot of kids and so for me that was my only tool mm. and then when it was taken away from me with a big injury that's when I was like okay let's uh, mm. find some others because this mm. is not conducive to rely on one tool yeah yeah what about you Jill do you have like you know a I feel like or? it kind of goes yeah. with that is um, just staying curious mm. like just curiosity. I remember asking my grandma, who was like my everything, who my daughter is named mm -hmm. after. Um, but I always said that she just seemed timeless all the time. Mm -hmm. And I always said, well, what's your secret? She's like, I just stay curious. Ah. And I think it is a curiosity about, sometimes it is, sometimes it's nature, just getting outside. We're so lucky, you know, after living in cities, like we are so lucky to have it at our doorstep. It's just right there. So the minute you open the door in Park City, you're kind of like, okay, well, this is pretty darn good, you know? And then um, I do the same thing. I have meditation, I have movement, I have mantras, I have journaling, I mm -hmm. am with my kids, just laughing. I'm with my husband, I'm with my sisterhood. You know, I'm with community and, I, and, and having times where I'm just totally isolated, yeah. loving my little inner hermit that mm -hmm. just really wants to just be all by myself, you know? So I do think it's being curious 
and also doing it, doing the work. You know, you can have all the tools and they can look really pretty in the toolbox. You know, I can have all my paints and have it look all nice and I've never, it's like when you get those crayons and you're afraid to touch them because they're, they're so, so perfectly, yeah. <laughs> like just so get messy. Get it, get messy. Get messy. Yeah. Yeah. Just don't yeah. be afraid of it. Just try it on Love and it. then throw it to the side if it doesn't work. And what works for someone, doesn't one of your friends work doesn't work for yes. everyone. So and just that's like okay. being okay and yeah. being brave enough to yeah. like find what that series of resources is yes. for you. I yeah. named my daughter after my great aunt. Oh yeah. And she always said, um, I asked her the secret too yeah. as she was dying and said, and she said, happiness is a choice you make every single day. Oh, yeah. And it's very similar. They must, yes. have, been, they must have been kindred spirits yes, for, being, so. for being from that generation and yes. being, um, finding, finding that. And I do believe it is getting messy and like yep. making a choice. Yeah. I really want to be happy. That doesn't mean you always get to stay in just that emotion. Yeah, and mm. it isn't just a stagnant emotion. And who, like not caring what the picture looks like. Yeah. Right. And I think that for me was like the big one. Like, you know what? No one cares if it's not perfect and if you don't look perfect and if it doesn't seem yep. like it's totally in order. Yeah. The more you're able yeah. to just be like, this is real and this is messy and, you know, this is maybe falling apart. Or just realizing the common humanity. Mm -hmm. I think growing up, we so, at least for me, I really wanted to be the same as everybody because mm -hmm. I thought I was weird. I thought our family was weird. Mm -hmm. And then now that I'm older, um, when I'm in those sad spaces and I isolate, I something that really helps me get out is rem remembering that we all, we all suffer, we mm -hmm. all get happy, we all get sad. Yeah. And mm -hmm. reminding yourself mm -hmm. that, that we are actually one versus yeah. alone yeah. Is, is such a big key. Yeah, that. and notice assumptions. I call this, I have like, I call it my EPA. Mm. Instead of the Environmental Protection Agency, it's the emotional, um, <laughs> just these, this having expectations and perceptions and assumptions, mm. just question those. Like the mm -hmm. minute that I assume that someone did something, yeah, or blah, yeah. blah, 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 doesn't mean that that was it. Yeah. Yeah. And just question it. What when you're driving by, like it's that good old, like everyone's house looks great, the yards are manicured, everything's fine, but what's really going on inside, we just don't know. Mm -hmm. So just owning what we know to be true for ourselves mm -hmm. and then letting everyone just be who they are. I think that's a big yeah. aspect of how happiness yeah. shows up. And be 100% yourself, which is easier said than done. Totally. I, I'm just now being like, uh, oh, I didn't know I wasn't showing up all the way. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was the masks, mm -hmm. wearing a lot of masks. Yeah. Yeah, and sometimes you need to. Yeah. Sometimes I mean, it's sometimes, safer. Yeah. Sometimes you yeah. need to be to, protected. But, like, but my best work is when yes. I'm a hundred percent myself. Yep. Yep. Well, I thought that was a really juicy conversation. We'll probably go for another hour. Yeah. <laughs> so many Thanks different for ways. Having us. Thank but you Why don't so we much. wrap up? Do you guys want to share um, like business social media handles or ways that people can contact you? Go for it, girl. Uh, mm -hmm. We are at Maven SLC. You can find us several different ways, but um, we are down in Salt Lake, 155 East, 900 South. And um, the paint mixer is in Park City um, on Main Street, and then also in Salt Lake in Sugar House. And then um, for art therapy and for working with trauma, that's at Hill Air Force Base and the Vet Center of Salt Lake, as well as Art Access. Great. 
Well, thank you guys for joining us um, for another Ignite podcast where we were talking about happiness toolkit, but really like emotional awareness, I feel like, mm -hmm. you yes. know, and just not putting <laughs> kind of so much value yeah. on that. Um, you can join us again if you subscribe to our podcast uh, on SoundCloud and on YouTube, and you can find Wild Women Tribe and meet up with other amazing women in person for adventures outdoors. Uh, you can find us at wildwomentribe.net and on Facebook and Instagram as well. Uh, wanted to thank uh, Park City TV again for being our media sponsor and hope to see you next time.